You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, Sid Talk. That's a lot of quietness. Hello, Sid Talk. You always record 10 seconds of silence, but that seemed longer than 10 seconds. It was exactly 10 seconds if you look at the bar on the uh, chart. My perception of time is warped. What were we talking about? You really want to say what we were talking about? No. Personal business. (laughs) It was. Our before the after the show discussion just helped me reveal more about your life. Hmm. Interesting. It's more interesting than that stupid game that I couldn't give a shit about that nobody's fixed since it came out. Something to do with Batman. I honestly couldn't care any less. So whether you tell me stories about your youth, then tell me about some stupid game. That was also part of the pre-discussion. Well, thank, thanks for dismissing my hobby. I am dismissing that one thing that I couldn't care any less if you paid me to care less. Paid you 2K to care. <laughs> to care less. Oh. I, it was impossible. I'm at the bottom of the caring scale. Well. Now, I can pretend and bullshit you all day long. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's really terrible that that game... At- that I don't give a shit about isn't fixed and it's got some glitches and some people are bitching and whining about it. That is terrible. <gasps> I think I'm just going to worry about this all day long and read stories about it and talk to you some more about it until my brain falls out of my head. Why would you put that voice on? <laughs> that funny voice. Because it makes me like, <laughs> like life's in slow motion if I listen to people talk about things I don't care about. All right then. Thank you for saying. I mean, I'm I'm in infinitely interesting, so I know that no one ever, ever has that feeling about things that I'm saying. So I don't really, Probably you know, not. it's hard to identify. Anyway, <laughs> it is Sunday, August the sixteenth, and uh, you're going to actually listen to this podcast on Sunday, August. Whether 16th, you like it or not, you like it or not. So this is after the show, and after the show is a podcast. We review movies, and we are going to review a movie this week. It'll be our three hundredth. 389th movie that we reviewed. So we have been here a while. And uh, the movie is Hot Pursuit. It's a 2015 movie. Released on Blu-ray this week on Tuesday. You can pick it up from the 11th onwards. And uh, it's PG-13 from our friends at Warner Brothers. And uh, Sid Talk over here. Who you... Hello, Sid Talk. Hello. Hello. She will... um, uh, uh, Her chair will crack when she moves. And we'll record that in every every time it happens. And now it's not doing it. Just no. Just because you, you said... Oh, there we go. And she will give us the synopsis of the movie Hot Pursuit. Mm. Um. Hmm. Well, one woman's supposed to testify about something and the other woman is a cop who's a little tightly wound and she's supposed to protect her. And there are criminals. And is there a hot pursuit? Uh, is there? It didn't feel like a hot pursuit to is me. Is hot meaning that she's hot and there's a pursuit? Let's say it's tepid. That's a tepid pursuit. It's just a, a pursuit. Uh, you're going to find throughout this podcast, I'm not a huge fan of this movie. So That that was not was obvious? part of the synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have that in the synopsis. That's, well, that's the review part. I can't. I can't not have that injected. It's really tough. I can be like, well, this is a movie about two women and the dynamics between a woman yeah, who's do that. tuned into her sexuality and a woman who's not. And one is on the limb and one is accused of this and that. And da da da. And hilarity ensues with hey. this comedy about the romance, blah, blah, blah. And a hot pursuit. <laughs> um, all right. So Hot Pursuit was uh, came out earlier this year. I saw the trailer for this one, actually. I don't know what, where, but I did see the trailer for it. And um, what did we see the other week that was a... Uh, oh, we saw Get Hard, which was another comedy from this year. So uh, this is our second uh, Warner Brothers comedy we've seen recently. Now, I want to say about Hot Pursuit that I, personally, did not find it very funny. And it's a weird. it's a really weird film, actually, because... It's not particularly funny to me. It might be to you as a listener. You might think it's hilarious. But to me, it's not particularly funny. Uh, B, it it felt like it was made on the cheap a little bit. And C, the funniest part of the entire movie is the blooper reel that plays during the credits. 
So they remove the funny parts and put them... Because I actually laughed during that part and not during the movie. So they've subtracted all the humour and then put it at the end. So you'll come out of the theatre laughing, or out of the Blu-ray laughing, and <laughs> the only thing you'll remember is, oh yeah, I laughed. Because it was right at the end when they when you. Oh, laughed. I didn't even laugh at the extras, so I don't know if that's not a the extras, statement. but the I know what you're saying. Down, yeah, I didn't. It was know. just like them fluffing the lines and stuff. I found that funnier than the entire movie because Vigara is funnier than any of the movie to me. It's a bit forced at times. It's a it's a lot. It's a lot forced. Sometimes she's my favorite part of the movie, and there are times when I genuinely had like this, like oh. But I have a feeling it wasn't on, none of it was on purpose. It was all just fly by the seat of their pants. A director who has absolutely no vision whatsoever, in my opinion. This movie is, okay. It's like vanilla. Even though it's fine. Like, if you sat and watched it, bowl of popcorn, because later in the night you're going to watch a better movie. (laughs) Or you're getting ready to go out, or you're just laying on the couch and you're like, oh, what's this? It doesn't I commit wouldn't refuse to, anything, to watch like, it. In particular. It's just, it's badly. It does bad. It's not even cinema. Is it cinematography in this kind of? It has to be. It is what it is. But I mean, it's got camera shots, and I'm like, what am I? What are we looking at here? The editing is weird sometimes. I will point out every bad thing. I would, but it'll take too long. But it still has a certain light-hearted. We forget that some people have died very quickly, and we forget that it's actually a hardcore thing that we're we're talking about, you know. I would describe it as, as far as a movie goes or anything, unchallenging. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's really lowest common denominator. To me, it's not actually that funny, but I'm sure to people who like this kind of comedy movie, there are funny, there is funniness to it. There was, when it started... And, you know, we watched Get Hard the other week, which I actually laughed at quite a lot. And Get Hard's a pretty dumb comedy also. Like, not the kind of thing I normally laugh at, but it had enough. Will Ferrell was funny funny enough. There was some funny, memorable things in it. I don't find anything memorable about this. Here's my new synopsis. An uptight and by-the-book cop tries to protect the outgoing widow of a drug boss as they race through Texas, pursued by crooked cops and murderous gunmen. That's kind of what it is, that's but not MDB. quite as... Yeah, but it's not quite as a... <laughs> right. That's actually selling it a bit higher than it is. Yeah. Because like, the, the road trip... I, I like road trip movies, you know. I had forgotten this was a pursuit. I'm not kidding you. When you said, when we were talking about the name, I, mean, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they stop but more than they really. pursue, don't they? I mean, it's not like they're in a car driving away all the time. Like, it's like they it's stop... It's not Smokey like, and the Bandit. No. No, they don't make them like they used to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that they Smokey don't. and the Bandit, though, is still memorable. We still talk about it today. You know, like this, you're not you're not going to remember it in a, in a month at all. Like I won't remember next week. I'll forget by the time this day is over. I'll look at you and go, "What movie did we watch?" And I'm not trying to be real. It's not like it's bad. No, I, won't. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> let, me, let me say this in a way that sounds like I'm insane. It's poorly made. It's relatively poorly acted. The writing is really boring. The action sequences are really cheap. I agree with you on that. And real, the stunts are like insanely old school Bond. It's like she can't throw herself on a bed. It has to be a body double. Did you notice that? Yeah, it was a body that, yeah. double. Yeah. I was like, are we, am I, that's what I'm talking about. The directing is really poor. You know the scene where the things, truck crashes right, into the car? All of these things combine to make it sound like a complete disaster. And for some reason, it's still... Fine. There's a scene where a truck crashes into a car. <laughs> right. If you noticed, it was the editing was all wrong on it. Yeah, totally wrong. Because the car was there, and then they were talking, and the car should have been behind them, but it actually wasn't there. Like there was, a, I was like, where did the car go? Well, they're facing the other way. No, the car. The, it was wrong. The, the the camera was. It wasn't facing the other way. So the car go. Then the then the truck hits the car, and then. Stuff comes up. There's a joke involved with this car that covers them. And then they're talking with stuff on them, and then they cut to another angle, and there's no stuff on them. Yeah. And then there's stuff on I was like, wow, this is, this is a really... mess. This like. And then we saw the extras with that director acting like a fucking idiot. And I was like, no wonder. There's I mean, no she, direction the, here. 
Like, none. Zero. It seemed like they were just getting it done. Any way, it uh, doesn't really matter. Like I said... No, I think There's a bit where Sofia Vergara jumps through a window and lands flat on the floor in her... um, White dress. White dress. And then stands up and there's literally not even a bit of gravel or anything on her. Like, nothing. Now, I, I don't know if it was like, well, we don't want her to look all grind up. She's sexy. I just think it was they didn't think. Like they don't think they didn't think about yeah, I'm little saying, details. It was like And I'm not saying those little details are gonna make this movie better. No. But you know what? Accumulatively, mm. that kind of stuff can make it better. There is a lot of that. Good right. editing, good direction, good acting, good writing. I know, it's crazy to expect these things. But that's the this movie, you know, there are movies that are so good you can't describe what makes it good, that intangible thing. This movie, you can directly point at everything that makes it but, disappointing. And I mean, disappointed as in, I like Vicara. I, oh, uh, Reese Witherspoon's okay. I've liked her in some things. But the when, you're, when I'm watching it, I'm like, you're letting yourself down here. I really thought that. Like, you're, you're thinking of this as a throwaway movie. I'm getting a paycheck. Who cares? And they mention it a lot. Yeah, they actually the have that attitude. Oh, it's such a serious such important movie. Work. Yeah. Well, if that's their attitude, it's very obvious that we're doing a movie here for... And like you said, some people are just going to sit down. They don't give a shit. They're just going to watch it and think it's hilarious. I, I can tell you in the first five minutes, seriously, I was already thinking if something were to happen right now and we didn't get to finish this movie... I would rather just go watch Bob's Burgers for the next two hours. And like, I, I have more of the, I hope this gets better. Oh, I, no, I always think that. Like, So I'm watching it thinking, okay, there's some poor acting But you here. had some early signs of distress, I assume. Well, I, yeah, the opening. I actually really, actually, funnily enough, the opening sequence with her growing up in yeah, the back of Yeah, that was good. That was really that good. That part was good. So okay, the, I'm going to say the first ten minutes then. So there's, the, first so there's a, the, the opening scene while the credits is happening. It's... This little girl who goes to work with her dad, who's a cop, and she sits in the back of the cop car, and it documents her life throughout an entire... Up to, like, when she's, what, 17? Yeah. And you see her grow up in the back of this cop car, and she loves her dad. And there's nothing else about that, ever. And it's really... it's really. I was like, wow, I really like this. This is, like, an excellent way of getting to know this character. Yeah, and we never revisit... That relationship, we, we never, never talk about it. We don't kind even of know what on it, on what happened. Like, because uh, it's okay. Well, spoiler here. Obviously, the father no longer exists. He's a cop. He was a good cop. He died at some point, and she's now a cop. They and don't she's even super use that as a yeah. emotional leverage for the character not hardly at all. At all. Like, yeah, there's not even like a story about how he got killed. We don't revisit to give you any sort of like connection to her. All you know is that little. And the first bit was it's almost like. That bit out of the movie we watched. I keep forgetting the name of it. Ugh, with Will Smith. Focus. Okay. Well, that movie. There's a bit in that movie. That scene with the guy. He gets the neck brace and the yeah, car. Yeah, it's really cool. That's yeah. like... Like it feels like it's from another movie. Yeah, you can't believe. And the thing is, that section is probably made by a different unit director. By a different guy with the camera. You know I mean? Amongst the whole crew. And I think the same thing happened with this. So, yeah, it's very promising, that opening sequence. And I really enjoyed it and thought, well, you know, and you said... And then then it started getting into the her in the police station talking to a boss. And I was like, wow, this actually is coming across to me at the moment. Like Police Academy from the 80s. Yeah, exactly. It's like that. I was like, why is it so plastic and weird? It's like everybody's like a stereotype. And it's like, you know... And the two cops are like, oh, yeah, I was going to say that it is funny that you are blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's a lot of that. I I was like, wow, this is like a... Are we we doing a spoof here? That's the first thing I thought. Oh, this is just going to be one of those daft spoofs on, on cop shows. So it's being clever or whatever. And then as it unraveled, I was like, no, it's not being clever. It's being kind of shitty. Like, it's... You know, the the jokes are pretty flat. Oh, yeah. It's really... You know that really crappy Hollywood writing where everything's just like... You can see it all coming a mile off. There's nothing... Oh, 100%. So, like, you're like, oh, I know what the next scene will be. And then the From next the scene comes... the minute she walked in that office in the beginning, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it had that It had that feel of... Okay, and then I was thinking to myself, in the next scene... Because they're driving to go and pick up the mob boss wife, yeah. right? So I'm thinking, okay, I know who the mob boss wife is. She's right there on the cover. So the next scene, and I was thinking in my mind, she's going to be super spoiled. I bet you she's packing her bags in a a room and she's got too much stuff. 
And what happens? <laughs> that happens. And I was like, okay, that that's what we expect now from this movie. And that's what you get. And the only glimmers of what kept me sort of like, oh, oh, and a little tiny internal giggle here and there was, I think, when they fell off the wagon of the script, whatever loose interpretation Did of the script they were doing. Improv. And the well. little tiny comments and the little jabs that were stuck in here and there but that was also low common denominator which i'm not i'm not opposed to low common denominator humor i am a i'm but it never into it as anybody it else never committed but... or anything like no. so so you've got those gross out comedies that like you know 40 year old virgin or whatever where they do something crazy like where well, they go fully crazy you're like and you wincing wins. and you're like oh my god so in this in this one there's a particular scene where the guy's finger yeah and it's done so poorly. It's and so it's weird. Not, and it's done like in a PG way. Like it, like, oh, yeah. it didn't really happen. Like, you know, oh, whoa, and then move on quickly. Everything's like that. People yeah. getting shot in this movie, it's like they didn't get shot. It's like, oh, the, the, it's like somebody got shot. That. Yeah, that, that would have been a really funny joke. If it had been done well. <laughs> in like, in like a, a Steve Carell movie or something where they can take it a bit further and be really silly with it. But in this, because it's a PG-13, which is what it is. They had to really rein back on all that, like like oh, she's not really doing drugs. It's just some. Fun. They never say it. Remember, it's just some fun. They yeah, never we don't know what it is. is. Yeah, I felt all that. Like we got to make this for the the kids are going to be able to see this. So don't go too far. Don't call her a prostitute. Don't do this. You know, it's all very. So I think that might have damaged it slightly. They might an R rated version of this. Mm, would it have been better? I don't know. Maybe comedy wise. I think better writing would have a good, a well written PG thirteen movie is fine. You can we've watched Disney movies yeah, that have actually, comedy yeah. that refer to adult things, like Toy Story mm. can refer to an adult theme with no one knowing except adults, and it's funny and it's like tucked in there just right. Like I just feel like the director is the main, and I was actually really like, "Yep, that explains a lot." When they showed the extras of the director, and I know a couple of people that behave the way that what we saw anyway. She was kind of goofy. Not just no, not just goofy. Like there's something. Let me let me just say unsettled. what the movies that the director has done before Annie Fletcher. She's called. She did the Guilt Trip, which is the Barbara Streisand um, slash. Uh, it's a romantic comedy. She did Step Up, which is a dancing movie. And she did 27 Dresses, which is a romantic comedy. So it's quite clear what she is. She makes okay. crowd-pleaser type Are they? vanilla, <laughs> lo- lowest common denominator type movies. Which there is a market for, obviously. And this is probably... Are we overthinking it? This movie has probably... A lot of people see it. I mean, I've seen the advertising for this movie this week. It's everywhere. I know what this movie is. This movie is for people who sit with their phone in their hand, doing shit like talk, 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 look, 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 watch, 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 and glance up at the movie every once in a while. And when you piece it together at the end, it's fine. But if Mm. you watch it very closely and you think too much about it, I actually thought probably about ten different times, I really wish we were not watching this movie today. There was one particular thing I can point to that I found funny. One particular thing. Well, I agree. And it was a the TV report saying that they're <laughs> yes. looking for a, a... That is funny. They're looking for a woman with a, with a blonde boy, <laughs> which is recently... Okay, that's been. not the one. I thought it was funny that the news reports kept making Vicaro older a, and her smaller. shorter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now that, that's, that, was, they, that was the funny yeah, part for me. Yeah, because that's tucked in there. Yeah. Just right. And those are, if you are not, if you are looking at your phone, you'll miss those jokes because they're the kind yeah. of, you know, they're not even. But from. I didn't laugh. No, and I didn't, and I wanted to, and that's the problem, right? So when I was watching Get Hard and it started, I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm gonna like this movie, but I do like Will Ferrell, so let's go with this. Started to watch it. It was a bit formulaic, but then, then they just started doing some improv things that were funny, and I was like, oh my god, you just said that? Oh, that's really... Uh. And there was stuff where I was cringing, and it was funny. This, I started watching, and I was like, okay, it's probably going to be the same type of thing. I'll find something to like at some point. You know what I think? I and then you don't something. find something to like, do you? I just thought of something. I think it would have actually been better if the roles were reversed. If Vicara had to take on the straight one role, like the, the serious be the second, one. That might be the, the sequel. But what I mean is, like, because I think she's better, <laughs> I have to honestly say, Reese Witherspoon's fine, but 
I've no, I've never found huge quality there. Like, I don't know what what's missing for me, but if they'd been reversed, I re- I'm thinking now we need to redo this movie and flip them around <laughs> because that would have make it made it better. I think. Too late They'll now. flip it around for They're the sequel. This Hot Pursuit Two is the flipper on. You just give them the idea for the, for the sequel. I'm just saying the new the sequel that comes. So Bakara becomes a cop. Yeah. No. And the other one gets actually in trouble. no. She becomes. She's still who she is, but some twist of fate. She needs her help now. The other way around. No, I think she should be the serious one, and the other one needs to be like the loosey goosey one. Oh God, we're writing a bad movie as we go. <laughs> Let's not. But I don't want to, like, really shit on this movie completely because... If you wanted to seriously sit there and look at a movie that's going and moving in front of your eyes and but it has a beginning, a middle, and an end, it's got some action, it's got really bad... You it know what? It really almost, got some action, It almost reminds it? me of action from, like, Chips and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like a TV show. Like really? a comedy TV 70s show. 70s and 80s kind of cop show. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> uh, almost. All of a sudden, we still don't... I still don't hate it or like anything. Like something like 21 Jump Street, where they remade it with um, uh, Ugh, with yeah. your your friend. Jonah. Yeah. Um, and it was made as a spoof. They made it like, we're making fun of the original thing, and it's not the original thing. It's this new thing, and it's... There's actually some funny moments in that movie. It's not oh, like... Oh, you've seen it? Yeah, I've seen it on um, HBO Go. It's not like this. It's like a very silly... Like Anchorman. Like, we're making... F- complete like it's things come out of nowhere it's weird things they say you're like why are they even saying that so it actually had a quality of funniness to it if they'd have done that with this because this is just by the book isn't it it's just like yeah. do you remember that do you remember those movies that you used to laugh at from the 70s smoking the bandit all that kind of stuff this is that it's just that but, but a not modern version. yeah yeah but tired yeah and it's just like the jokes what is that those are my underwear that's not underwear that's a diaper yeah, like, how is that funny? <laughs> like, it might be funny if you're watching... A funny. I think it's funny to think that someone thinks that's funny. I mean, it's really, really... That's that's just not even a joke, first off, and it's like something... And nothing gets finished. Okay, we are at the, um, the checkpoint, right? He goes through in the truck, they're in the weeds, and the next thing is we're in a hotel, all yeah, of us a lot. together. There's like, a lot there's there. absolutely no storytelling going on like that whole sequence could have completely been cut out like that's what's weird about certain things i just think that quality of the direction is bad 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 i think when you editing editing and directing was really bad and yeah it it just had the feel to me of almost like a straight to video kind of thing that wouldn't have even touched the cinema but it did it actually did touch the cinema and didn't do so very well but almost feels like oh this is just a straight you know, you watch Police Academy video. Seven. <laughs> yeah, and Police Academy. You know, I was. I wouldn't say I wasn't a fan of Police Academy. I did watch them when I was younger. Okay, don't be a hypocrite because you love Airplane, and it's the same thing. Yeah, but it wasn't as it wasn't as stupid as that. I I like Airplane is right on my alley. I know. So is the Naked Gun, and so is um, Anchorman. It's that weirdness to those to those titles is. There's a weirdness to it, like, uh, like what? Police why Academy's are... no different. Police Academy wasn't quite as like that. It was more like this. It was very plain. Like it was like, oh, there's, you know, it's, it's a sex joke. Here's a. It mm. wasn't like here's a surreal, odd, off the wall quote or joke. It wasn't like that. It was more. I get what you're saying. It's more this. Yeah. It's very plain. Here's the scenario. Like here's a twelve year old. Here's the characters <laughs> you find funny. Here's one that talks funny. That's the joke. He talks funny. You know, it's really, really lowest common denominator. And that's what we're gonna be a prostitute in a pen in a thing, so when he goes stands up to give his speech, he's gonna get a blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> it's just real and this doesn't this doesn't commit to even that. Is they're not True. even gonna mention a blowjob in this movie. It's they mention a, a sex act, a pirate hook or something. But they're not trying like to it. do the forty year old virgin thing. Where he comes out with all those for like funny... thirty seconds. Yeah, but in this they they're so well. We can't go too far. It doesn't it doesn't end up funny because they can't go too far with it because of the PG thirteen. So that's one of the problems. So let's move on to the cast. Reese Witherspoon plays Cooper. You know, I never realized we Reese Witherspoon was a small. I mean, they, there's a lot of jokes about her being small, but she actually is really small in the like. She stood next to Sofia Vergara, and you're like, holy crap! I never even thought of her as a small person. And yeah. 
how funny are small person jokes? Not really, are they? There's loads of them when I'm talking about writing jokes for this movie. Yes, constant. So, yeah, there's lots of that. So if you're offended by being small jokes, then there are, are there some racist jokes? No, because they wouldn't go that far, would they, probably? Because they can't. Well, I mean, the whole thing is about a Mexican crime lord. It is. And but... she makes jokes about getting her head cut off. And so that's sort of like pointed at that whole thing. But anyway, Reese Witherspoon, we know her. She's in all kinds of different movies. She's in serious movies. She's in comedy movies. This isn't helping her in any way. It's just like a paycheck kind of movie to me. She's not. Oh, definitely. You know, it's not going to further a career. The last movie she was in might further a career, and that was um, Inherent Vice. There's a, there's a, there's a, you know, she does Inherent Vice, and then she does Hot Pursuit in exactly the same year. Like it's um, so yeah, she does a lot of different stuff. Yeah. You know, so there's an important movie, and there's a paycheck movie. Uh, Sofia Vergara, um, I really like her in Machete Kills. Uh, she's a really awesome character in Machete Kills. We also saw a movie years and years and years ago called uh, Chasing Pappy, which you should dig up. It's like a... Chasing Pappy. It's like a romantic Sex comedy romp. type thing. Is it as good as we think? I don't know, but we liked it at the time, like, because of how... But Is you it know. Spanish speaking? I can't remember. No. It, subtitled? It, subtitled, I believe. That would be Spanish speaking. No, it wasn't subtitled. <laughs> it was... It might have been dubbed. I don't know. can't remember. But, it, you know, it's from... T- 2003 it's from. But um, I don't know her from Modern Family. That's where she got famous in the states. I've never seen Modern Family. I do know it's a huge. It was a huge phenomenon. ABC, ABC had massive ratings with it, um, and still do actually. They're still making it. But um, I know her from Machete, which I thought she was awesome in. <laughs> um, and I really, there's, there's a. I've got a bit of a thing with her. I like her a lot. I think she's funny, right? But she, it's like she plays up on that. I'm the sexy, big yep, yep. boobed, um, um, you know, thing. Smart she, mouth. She does that. Sometimes I think she thinks that getting louder and louder is funny. Like, the louder I get in this scene, the funnier I am. And I don't think she needs to go overboard like that a lot. I think some of the subtle things she says are funnier than when she thinks, if I get louder, this will be funnier. That's how I feel like she thinks she is. I don't know if she does that in Modern Family. Probably. I, I'm a f- don't know. Um, but in this, I get a lot of that. Like, oh, somebody's telling her, like, you need to... You're in the room, so fill the room up. You know, you're trying to overpower Reese Witherspoon's normal character and you're this big thing that's... Or they don't have the nerve to tell her that it's not right. Yeah, but there's a lot of that. I like her, but I felt a bit of that in this movie where I was like, no, you need to tone that down. That's like TV acting. Don't do that on the big screen. Like, you don't need to do that. It's, um, what do you think of her? I like her, but I feel like it's beneath her. A lot of what this, this movie is her combination of her being her, both of them being a bit snobby. So they don't, I mean, they, they do fine in terms of like, you know, the little conversations that they have. And there are times when it's emotional, a little tiny bit. i got to say like that lesbian sex scene, the lesbian kiss thing. It was like the shittiest. It was. It wasn't funny. <laughs> and it was like, it, did, it looked like neither of them wanted to even like do it. It looks like the director is watching through eyes of like a t- zero like a attention span. Yeah. Zero. What's funny to a 12-year-old boy. Oh, that was it. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Like, I don't... And it's almost like school play-ish. That's why I think these two are like... They're... They're they're not acting. They're just like, we're in this movie. We're going to ham it up. I might have just sold gonna, the movie to many people when I mentioned <laughs> lesbian kissing. They're like, oh, I'm going to yeah. see this. I want to see this. It wasn't really a lesbian kissing. No, it was like neither of them wanted to do it. And well, it yeah, they like, have it. They... Attempt to do, uh, like, joking. Let's pretend to be lesbians. Then they wrestle on a bed and together. And yep. I think, and no, at one point she sits on the other's lap in the bus mm-hmm. and turns around. So, and they're chained together. So, you know, those are, if you put all those things together, it sounds like an idiot movie. Yeah. That's so, why we feel like, you feel like, ugh, I want to watch something really high quality now, like MasterChef Australia. I put down (laughs) Matthew Del Negro and Michael Mosley as the two detectives. You know what? I don't really care about them, and they didn't even... And finally, Robert Kaczynski. We only know him, me and you. 
from EastEnders. <laughs> yeah. And in this movie, he plays Randy. No, we don't. We know him from that and Blood and... Yeah, what I'm saying is we known him, like, EastEnders was where... Uh, he was in EastEnders for That's a couple of years. That's a British soap opera. So we knew... We watched that all the time. So we were familiar with him, and then he cropped up in um, Pacific Rim and True Blood, and now this. He isn't great either. Hmm. He's a British man trying to be an American man in this movie. And it's bad. It's very bad accent. In the, if you watch the extras, you'll hear him slip into the British accent a couple of times. They hear him in the movie. It's but, not really you know, hard. somebody sees him, I've, I've figured from the things that he's been in. They're like, oh, is this hunky British guy? He's, he's sexy. He's not even hunky. But he's not, is he? But that's what they see him as. You can tell that in True Blood, they're like, take your shirt off, shirt off. you're a sexy man, and let's have these scenes with you and uh, Sookie that are and all sexy. And he's not good. No, I don't understand. And in this, he's the sexy man, right? They're, they're you know, she's like, I think it was fine in Pacific Rim. It was fine, but it wasn't like... No, it wasn't mind-blowing or anything. But yeah, I'm talking about him too long. He's in this, he's British, <laughs> but he tries to play this American dude. It doesn't really come off very well. Only because I know he's British, probably, but it was weird. And I know he's British and it doesn't But his character it. wasn't... There was fuck all with him. Like, it, yeah. they didn't develop it and nothing. It was like, hey, what? Um, Reese Witherspoon's a bit uptight and, oh, she finds this guy attractive. That's that, it. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah. the whole... Oh, and he's... And he finds her attractive. And guess what? Dun, dun, dun. He's a criminal, and she's a police person, so... And she's There's a, no way she could follow him. And she's him. a by-the-book kind of a yeah, cop. it's really yeah. crappy. It's, I mean, it's crappy. So this is directed by Annie Fletcher. I mentioned her earlier. The Guilt Trip, Step Up, 27 Dresses. I'm not I haven't seen any of those movies. I don't want to. I know that sounds terrible, but I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, it's not terrible that I agree with you. I actually you. saw the trailer. Did you hear what I just said? It's very rare that I that say the words. I agree with you. It's usually... I disagree. I agree with you that after seeing her in the extras and getting clued in to answer all my questions about why the quality of every scene is pretty low, I was like, ah, that does it. And now I'm like, ugh. I saw the trailer for Step Up and I wanted to put acid into my eyes after it was (laughs) over. Oh my God. Because I was like, what is this thing? And, you know, Step Up was a popular series of dancing movies. There's four of them. Um... It's not the type of movie I like at all. And I can understand why this woman was directing those movies. Nothing against this woman, but she's not my... She's not a she director. She needs to step up. Yeah. Let's step out of this and, game. And, and, and have a hot pursuit of uh, better movie-making skills. So extras on this Blu-ray, there are not many. But thankfully that's fine. There wasn't even... You know what? I always expect nowadays a lionorama. On these things, Ugh. but they didn't have one. I don't like those. Well, that's um, all you, man. But if you want to see some outtakes from this movie, just stay tuned during the credits because they've, like Smokey and the Bandit, they've put them all, all there. All the extras have some of that, though. What do you think about it? Yeah, but if you want to see the main bulk of them, they're in the movie themselves. You don't even need to buy a Blu ray for those. Um, but there are four extras, um, and they're just those promotional pieces, really, where Weese Witherspoon and Sophia are sat there. And they say a few things, and then they show you some alternate takes from the movies. There's an alternate ending, which is terrible. It's like... It's not even alternate. I think they had it on there, and then they cut it off. I think they just tagged it on. It was going to be that thing. It was interviews with everybody from the movie. It were just like side peripheral characters. What I think it was, it was going to be on the side of the credits, like the other thing was. I do think that might have been, yeah. Yeah, it's just people talking about their situation. But that's it. There's nothing else. There's no commentary. There's no nothing. But I didn't. I don't think I'd want to listen to Annie Fletcher talk for ninety minutes anyway. So no. So in conclusion, you can't win them all, and this one is a miss for me. I would not recommend it to you. I agree. And uh, I recommend it if you just seriously like uh, turning your not, brain off. Type I wouldn't of say it's a dumb movie because that's not fair. It's not like that. It's just. Empty. It's not even empty calories because it's not like Would you're you, satisfied. By last the time year it's over. there was a comedy from Warner Brothers that we didn't overall hate, but it does feel kind of empty to me also. But actually better than this one, and it was called Tammy. Yeah, Tammy and it's was also better. an empty movie though. Yeah, it, it is you can't you know it doesn't. It's because it it slides into those moments of the you know. This fits in the Tommy like, category. I, I sometimes think I have, I don't have a sense of humor. I get accused of it a lot at work and amongst people of my own age group that they'll say something, particularly dudes, no offense, but it's true, 
And I just look at it like, uh, but I have a different why sense. You, why is that funny? Yeah, but I like we watched um, what we do in the shadows last week, which I, I actually that's the kind of comedy I like. I don't know what that comedy is, but that's my comedy. This is the kind of comedy that I don't find funny. Pictures is... on Facebook of an overweight person on one of those trolley things, and then a quote underneath it about going to Walmart. I'm like, why is it funny to make fun of somebody for being fat? Because you're a hateful piece of shit. Is that what's funny about it? That's not funny. And I translate that into movies that go this bottom, like, oh, your underwear is so big, it looks like a diaper. It's not funny. It's like, it's not funny to joke about being a lesbian because the idiot guy in front of you, you think he's going to get distracted because of that. It's not funny. It's like, maybe it's funny if done well. Maybe that's my problem. I'm a snob. (laughs) <laughs> but I don't think so. I mean, there's there may there may be times you've laughed at that exact same. I've laughed joke. at many things. No, I'm very saying low there brow. may be times you've laughed at that exact same joke, but in a different movie. Like it just came yeah. across it. Like maybe it's forty year old virgin, but there's something different that made it funnier. The intangible thing I could yeah. never. But in this, I can tell you tangibly. The poor quality of the performance is what makes it crappy. But yeah, it's just not. <sighs> Something about this. Maybe movie. we should stop right now, start over, and do this podcast and make it last about two minutes. But something about this movie. <laughs> so nobody has to listen to us talk about it. It doesn't quite work. Like Tammy, but Tammy did have moments of funniness. It had fun. But, it, but then again, it also had moments of we're making fun of a fat woman. Yep. So, you know, I actually. We saw a trailer for the movie Spy with Melissa McCarthy, and I think that was going like. You know, hey, there's this fat, clumsy woman. But we're not going to make fun of a fat, clumsy woman. We're going to have a badass, fat, clumsy woman. Like, I I feel like that's what that movie's going for. And maybe... But it isn't, because the reason they think... It's all a mistake, remember, from the trailer. She's actually clumsy and makes huge mistakes, and then someone sees it on a video and thinks she's badass. But then she ends up being this badass spy, is what I'm saying. So they empower her. Like, Like... yeah, but why do you have to empower someone just because she's overweight and you think she's a slob fucking No, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, so in Tammy, it was like she was a loser and she was overweight. And that was most of the joke. Like, oh, look yeah. at her. She's falling over. Oh, look at her. She's making a mess of this. That was most of the joke of that. This movie... Well, this movie didn't stoop to having a fat character that they make fun of or a... Well, you're making fun of her because she's short. Yes, the short thing's the... the uh... And see, that's not even... To us, that's not even committing to being no, mean enough. No, it's not even being I mean, mean, like, is it? I don't want to be mean to be funny because I don't like that either, but it's... I, I Funnily enough, in this whole movie, the short joke and, and actually thinking she's a boy on the news, those are the funniest parts of the movie, so... But they're not funny. That's such a shame. So, uh, yeah, that's enough for Hot Pursuit. Thanks to Warner Brothers for the Blu-ray. Next week's uh, Blu-ray review will be Mad Max Fury Road. So we're on a totally different tip next week. So, um, yeah, I'm a big Mad Max fan. I've been since the, it came out. You're a fan of the originals. The originals, the yes. The concept, the post-apocalyptic thing. Not the third one so much. Thunderdome was, is it's, it's really, really It's not like, good. ta-da, we're making a Mad Max movie with but, Tina Turner. But go, but watch that first original. It's the, not an opera, by the way. The Road Warrior. <laughs> uh, the original Mad Max film. That is a brutal, badass film. But is it? It really is, yeah. Doesn't mean it's high quality. Um, it, well, it was really extremely low budget Australian movie. I mean, it's so low budget. Like Death Race 2000 When almost. did you watch it last? Um, I watched it in the 80s last. Right, so if you watch it I think now... I, should, I think we should watch it this I week. I agree. I'm going to get a copy of it. I agree. Um, just that one. I don't care about... The second one and the third one, I was never la- that in love with. But that first one, I really do like it. And, you know, this fourth one, made by the same guy who made the original, that is exciting to me. So. And Charlie's their own, who you were in love with. So Mad Max Fury Road, we'll look at that next week. Um, Let's watch it now so we can overcompensate for this one that we just watched. We'll watch Mad Max. (laughs) So movie recommendations, I am going with, based on this movie, uh, Chef, because Sofia Vergara was in it. And I actually really like Chef. It was last year. It's a comedy movie. And I got a kick out of it. I came out of it. It was a feel-good, you know, fun movie. It makes my love of, like, cooking shows. I like cooking shows on TV with... I really like the the people who were in the movie. 
And I just found it, it was different to other things. It wasn't trying to be, let's be formulaic and, you know, um, make fun of everything. It was like, no. And it had Vakara. Yeah, and she was in it. Briefly. She's but... fine, though. She was good. Because she was what she is. Yeah, so I'm going with Chef. She was also in Machete Kills. You, if you're a fan of Robert Rodriguez or anything that Rodriguez Tarantino does, Machete Kills, <laughs> she plays a character that has machine gun breasts. So And, and underwear. Yes. Didn't she have that, too? No, breasts was her thing. I thought she had the underwear on, too. No. Are you sure? It was mach- machine gun breasts. I thought boobies. it was the... Because she did that. She might have... Yeah, she was wearing his. Yeah, she'd yeah. stole it, and she from And her. what we're referring to is from Dust Till Dawn. She'd stole it right? from Dust Till Dawn guy, yeah. The guy had uh, leather underpants that had a gun that would pop Tom up Savine. like a hard on and shoot. And she is basically picking up that ch- trope. And, uh, yeah. So, um, she put... Machete Kills is this over-the-top, insane thing. But she's, See, that's a movie that other people could watch and be like, this is completely idiotic and yet we really liked it Sophia was also in the Spy Kids movies I believe too so I don't remember um and my third one was a movie with um I was thinking of a movie with Reese Witherspoon and the first thing was Inherent Vice I love Paul Thomas Anderson but that's I've still not got my head around that movie properly so I wasn't going to recommend that one I'm going to recommend another film with Reese Witherspoon one of my favorite films with her in and that's American Psycho and she (laughs) she's not in it a ton but that film is a badass film. And also, we've never seen the one that she was nominated for Academy... Or won the Academy Award, right? For uh, Johnny Cash, that one. Yeah, I didn't see that one. I haven't seen that one. So no. we sh- I should see that, because then that could be like, okay, I get it. I'm balanced out now about her. But I love American Psycho. Christian Bale, that is quite the performance, <laughs> I think. Read the book. I don't and read see many... the movie, too. I'm going to put my hand up right now and say, put my hands up and admit, I've not read many books in my life. I know, it's hard to believe as... As intelligent as I sound, as I scratch my nose. Uh, But I read that one upon your recommendation and you gave it to me. And I guess because my, I don't know what it is about my reading skills or my reading attention span, but because that one's so gruesome and horrible. It's like the worst, isn't it? compelling. It is compelling page after page of this, like, I can't believe I'm reading this character doing these things. So you read that. And then you watch the movie, and they're two completely different well, things. Both good. Both good. It's, it's funny. With the same, like... Uh... We went to the cinema to see American Psycho, having read the books. And we I was like, I can't wait to see this. Is there just one book? No, the book. And I was waiting to see it. I was thinking, not... You know, this ain't going to be the book. I said to you as we were walking in the cinema, this, no isn't, this isn't the book, this is something else. And I'm thinking, I can only be disappointed, because that book was like, you know... <laughs> But then I come out and I'm like, no, I'm not disappointed. <laughs> this is actually encapsulates it, but in a way that's palatable. Yeah, the style yeah. overrides the lack of gruesomeness. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. American My Psycho. recommendations are, because I wanted to think of another movie where it was actually an interesting quality cop fugitive or cop criminal kind of a thing and someone escorting someone and it's 16 blocks with Bruce Willis. Now, I'm also... Bruce Willis doesn't always strip my trigger, but in this one, because it's so, it's like they go under the city and you see all kinds of weird places. And it's not and, a comedy movie. Oh, no, no, it's not a comedy. No. It's a total drama. Very serious. Terrible. I mean, it's a, you know, um, a criminal being pursued by other criminals and this cop is on his last whatever and, you know, but it looks amazing at times. It takes you into places in a, mo- you know, in a movie where you don't go a lot of times and. This is. Opposite really is pretty good. much sixteen blocks, but like the like the stupid comedy version, isn't it? It is like lacking oh, all oh, the qualities. Oh, the witness has to get to the protection sta- to the to the courthouse. So the lesson here is: we can't make a serious cop movie with a fugitive and a and a police officer with women. We have to make a stupid comedy because yeah. nobody's going to buy it. Well, whatever. That's my interpretation. Tell that to Cagney and Lacey. <laughs> That's not what. Neither one of them is a fugitive. No, they were, they're both they, cops. They escorted many fugitives in that show. No, I don't remember that. And my other one is uh, because witness protection, because they mentioned that in this movie, is Blue Heaven. That's with my Steve Blue Martin. Heaven. Whatever. My Blue Heaven was Steve Martin and. That's a funny movie. Joan. Cusack. In your eyes, yes. <laughs> Sam linking around. Her brother, John Cusack, in the movie. Oh my God, what's the name of that movie? 
where he stands with the thing over his head and plays in your eyes with the girl. Say anything. Yeah. And it's his sister. <laughs> From Pleasantville. She's also in 16 Candles, if From anyone Pleasant- remembers her. She's the girl that had the thing around her neck. Um, the big... She couldn't get a drink of water out of the fountain. That's John Cusack. So, My Blue Heaven. And, again, I don't remember if it's super high quality, but it's charming. I watched it on HBO, and uh, it is... It's it's of its, its dated, time. Yeah, but it's good, and it's quality. very like uh, it's very that crazy Steve Martin comedy. Yes, where it's a bit over the top, like a little bit, but it's funny. Yeah, I actually find that funny. Like the jerk, I found that funny too. Yeah, there's a certain, but because all the elements added it's together, bit, it's a little bit hyper. A little bit, like you know, it's almost like Edward Scissorhands turned into a comedy yeah. about a guy who. Is in the like witness it, protection. Like he couldn't quite exist, that guy. He's no, a little no, no. bit wrong. He's got the big pompadour yeah. thing. And, and he you talks know, like, very... Yeah, what yeah, do, do, do. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So, yeah, maybe it's not great. No, it's not like highbrow or anything, but it is No, funny. but it's got a heart as well. This movie, this is one thing I was going to say about Hot Pursuit. There's no heart here. They try All the dumb movies that we see that end up with like, oh, well, that's just... Even My Blue Heaven ends up with... The idea is about family and community and, like, really supporting your community, which is just a nice little story. This movie has no heart. Like, zero heart to it. There's nothing that comes out at the end that makes you go... (laughs) What comes out at the end is Stuffy Cop, who does everything by the book, which is a good thing. Oh, yeah, starts to break... Loosens up a bit and breaks the law and stuff. Like, she has a criminal boyfriend who she's got and off. And the sexy mamacita is still the sexy mamacita. Yeah, so she goes down the path of, like, it's, you know, she's not, like, what a dad taught her to be and then died, she leaves she's, that yeah. behind. Yeah, that's a great, um... Yeah, there's no, like, even Adam Sandler movies have a little bit of, like, oh Yeah. Most of them. Hmm. I'm liking this movie less the more I talk about it. I should stop talking about it. All right, so, so my movie recommendations are 16 Blocks and blue, My Blue Heaven. All right, so moving on to games and A. Scully stuff. I've gone back to playing Destiny uh, this week. I've not played it for a few months, but uh, next month, the uh, they call it the expansion pack, but you know how they're doing Destiny? It's interesting. Like they're doing Is it? A year <laughs> of... Uh, Destiny is going to be a yearly game, and they, they call it Destiny Year One. And this Destiny Year 2 is about to approach. It comes out in September. And it's an expansion pack that adds on to the original Destiny. And it costs uh, $39.99. And it doubles the size of Destiny. So you get another installment of Destiny this year, basically. More story, more multiplayer maps, more weapons, more things to do. Um, And that comes out in about a month. So I thought I'd go back in and level my characters. I've got... Well, I've got two characters... There are three classes that you can have in Destiny, and I've got two of them. So I started off a brand new Titan character. I'm going to level him up to level 30, so when the new expansion pack drops, I've got all three characters. Did you say him? Isn't it a woman? It's a her, yeah, actually. But, um, (laughs) yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get all three characters so I can go back. So I've got a month to level this one up to the top, which is easily doable, because I've got it about halfway already. Good thing. Um... But yeah, uh, Destiny the Taken King, which is the name of the expansion pack, comes out next month. If you already own Destiny, it's $39.99. If you don't own Destiny, it's $59.99. But you get all of Destiny and everything. You get all the expansion packs, the whole thing, for $59.99. So I thought that was a cool idea. Because it's like some of these games, when they have expansion packs and stuff, what happens eventually is you get to a point where... You try and play with people, and this guy's got the expansion, this guy hasn't, this guy's got the first one, that guy's only got the second one, we want to play on this third map. And then you're like, well, you can't play because you didn't buy expansion one, and you can't play because you've not got this add-on DLC. What they've done is they've got everybody back to state. If you buy the new Destiny Year 2, you get everything from Destiny Year 1, so everybody can play together, and there's none of that. In Call of Duty, it happens a lot. You go, do you want to play multiplayer? And the guy goes, yeah. And you go, have you got map pack three? Because I want to do those maps. No, I only bought one. So you get that. And you can't play with each other because nobody's got the right maps. What they've done with Destiny is level the playing field so everybody has everything. But only charge you the same price for the game instead of adding adding onto the top of it. So if you're very patient, you could always wait a year to play Destiny. And uh, get it very, very cheap. 
If you wait a year every time, but I'm sure the people who play Destiny are not going to do that. The other thing I've been playing on Steam is a free game called Time Clickers. And it's one of those stupid games where you click stuff and then upgrade stuff and then you click stuff and then you upgrade stuff. I don't know why, but I have a tendency to like these games for two or three minutes at a time. I play one called Adventure Capitalist, I've mentioned it before. I've played it for months and months and months. There's something very satisfying about the money in that game that ticks up and and investing in certain things. It's just satisfying to do. And it's very short and you can only do a little bit of it and then there's nothing left to do and then you have to come back the next day. That's what this Time Clickers is like. It's free on Steam. Um, it's really silly. You fire a gun at some blocks and eventually... You're so powerful, you don't have to fire the gun at the blocks. It fires the gun at the blocks on its own. It sounds very boring. It's kind of fun. I don't know. There's something about numbers. And numbers that always go up. And nothing ever gets subtracted. That's that's the key for me. So, that's it for me this week. Sid Tart, what's for dinner? Tonight will be your favourite. What is your favourite? Probably a burger. But what kind of burger? Um, In case anyone has never listened to us before, is that we don't eat meat, so it'll be a... Morningstar Griller Burger. It will be a griller. Not a griller prime. No. Because they were out. So it's a griller. And some baked beans, because you love your your Bush's vegetarian baked beans. Yep. Beans and burgers. With the big Hawaiian bun. Yep. Big bun, big bun. Yep. And some corn. I think that's the only vegetable we... <laughs> Beans is a vegetable. No, it's not. Wait, no, I have okra. Ooh, mm. You don't love the okra, but I, I make it so it's not slimy. It's really good. Mm. And I was going to mention, too, we didn't mention that this week, and I went to a college town because the nephew that we speak of often, who has basically lives with us half a week of every week for yes. his whole life. He's 18. So it's for me, I took care of him for the first two and a half years of his life as, like, the live-in for my sister to take care of him. And ever since then, he's come over and stayed with us three days a week. And now he's gone off to college. And I spent a day driving to take... It's not far away. It's like three hours away. And it's close to my mother. So he's near my... And my best friend lives in that town. So it's not like he's on a planet. No, he didn't planet. go to the other continent. Sorry. And I think that it'll hit me next week on the day when I normally would go pick him up from school and he comes over and we make supper and he goes in his room and as a teenager he sort of had that pouty, quiet thing about him or we're going to go to, because he did plays and stuff and he did debate tournaments and he went to his Latin club thing every year. He's like, I'm not a mother. I've never been a mother. So I'm the aunt. I'm an aunt to like several nieces and nephews. He's the youngest of the nieces and nephews and then I have three great nephews. And I think next week, when the days roll around where I would be thinking about, oh, I need to make supper, I need to make sure I have this, make sure that he has his enough socks and underwear and check his deodorant and make sure I get him to school and getting up early to take him to school. And when that's not there, I think I will be more like, oh, but right now I'm just like, it's so exciting. He's at college and he gets in. My mother even um, commented as we were driving away after we left and they'd hugged him and we're like, you know, he's we're leaving him here now. And he was walking across the parking lot back into the dorm. And she's like, just look at him. Just look at him. He's, it's like he, he, he's looking at the dorm, kind of looked around. She goes, he acts like he owns the place already. He's, he's walking different. You know, he's got a different, I said, yeah, because now he's like, you, you shed all what you feel like. Now, some teenagers, and I was the same, feel like everybody's suffocating you. Like you just need to get away. And that's how I felt when my mom left me at college the first day. And I was just like, ah. It's my world now. Like, I have no shackles. And I think that's kind of his, you know. Yes, we can talk to him anytime we want on Facebook. And he's online all the time. And I, I literally, have, for most of his life, yeah. played video games with yeah. him every single week. So yeah. You, you taught him how to type his name when he was two and a half I did years say, old. I did say to him, you, you can't forget us and you must come back to play video <laughs> games with us. Which I'm sure he will. Of course. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, he's not super far away or anything. It's just that that slot... The time and the energy and the the thought even that you put into a thing in your life. Now, it could be divorce. It could be this. It could be a person who's passed away. I know it doesn't sound like they're the same. But when you're, when it's just gone all of a sudden, that thing that fills up a lot of your time and your mental everything. I'm sure we'll see him again. 
Well, no, I don't mean that. I just mean <laughs> the daily thing of it. Right, like right. people underestimate that when someone does pass away. I was with my best friend's the grandfather to her children passed away this week. And I think the thing is, you don't realize how much mind time you give people and what they do and how they affect your life until something changes, whether it's that drastic or it's just this, they move on or whatever it is. Or someone moves, like leaves your job, you've been working for it with them for 10 years and they go to a different job. You might be like, oh, that's no big deal. But all that time that you thought about them and had lunch with them and chit-chatted with them and... So I think next week I'll have a little bit of ant empty nest syndrome. And congratulations to me for doing 80 miles on my bicycle this week. Yes, it's equally important. And what about you? I didn't do 80 miles. How many miles did you do? I don't keep track. I'm not like you. You don't use a tracking app? Not to keep track of the totals, no. Just so we know on the day. If we decide we like we went 24 miles one day, that's the furthest I've been so far. We went to uh, the uh, Hartford. But Hart- Hartsburg. Hartsburg, yeah. It's kind of cool. Yes, it is. And went a couple miles further so that I've gone that far. But I don't add it all up or anything. So, but. And you had to get a new bicycle this week. I did. Because well, replace the one that I got. Up. Well, we buy crappy ones at Walmart. So I'm learning that that's probably just, I might have to do it again this week. And I haven't done it now two days in a row. So I'm thinking tomorrow's going to be rough. Tomorrow's going to be fun. I, I, I know like, it'll be fun. It'll be rough, though. Don't be so positive all the time. It's so annoying. It's not rough for me. That, I know I, it's I not, because it you're for, fit and skinny and shit, and I'm not. I could so not it's do not it for easy. a week and then still get on. <laughs> uh, it's way... Uh, cycling to me is... But way, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely I look forward to it. In fact, yesterday after I'd driven for six hours in the day and was on my way home, just about to cross the bridge, and I thought I had the bike on the back, and I thought, hmm... I would really love to get out of this car, get on that bike, and ride for like an hour. And my desire to do it was only lessened because it was getting to be evening time. And I don't, I'm not in love with the buggy time of the evening. <laughs> like, but other than that, I would have been like, if it was 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you wouldn't have seen me for another hour because I would have been taking myself out for a bike ride. So I love it. Don't get me wrong. But I don't like things that are difficult. So when it's difficult... All right, so I go like out and bike, it. people, or run, or bike, do something. Anyway, Running sounds hard. Um, Sid Talk, before we leave, what's your advice? My advice is, if you, like, if you want, <laughs> I don't know how to say it exactly, I didn't write it exactly right, but if you, if your thing is you want people to perceive you as, or think of you as, or call you in their minds a humble person you know so humble and so nice because you say sorry 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 all the time or you're you're overtly you know putting it out there because your intention is for people to think that about you i don't i don't get that i think you should just be nice or be without making a song and dance about things see i don't know how to put this into words I think that a lot of people, they want people to perceive them in a way that's all like angely and shit. Like, oh, I'm I'm just, I'm the one who will always come and pull you out of a ditch. And I'm the one who will always, always give you $10 if you need it. And I am so, so sorry that your heel and your shoe broke. And I'm so sorry that somebody dinged your car. And I'm just so sorry to hear that your lunch wasn't on time. And I'm so sorry that you had to come to work half an hour early. That's just terrible. It's all bullshit, man. It's like bullshit. It's all fake bullshit because you want other people to think of you as being nice or humble and nice if you want to be a nice person don't make a show of it yes there are gestures and things you do for people that it's inevitable people are gonna go like well that was a really nice thing to do but don't make it don't make like a da 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 like a tap dance thing. Like, hey, everybody, I'm really nice. I want you to think I'm really, really nice. I want you to think I'm the nicest person on the block. I want you to think What's I'm What's that blah. accent? <laughs> Just this like song and dance, you know, jazz hands all the time. Like, I'm nice, I'm nice. And on the inside, you're actually bitter and resentful for it. Because at any moment, that's going to get deflated and somebody's going to see past it. And then you're crushed. Because they don't think you're nice enough. And they don't think you're... So you need to apologize more, and you need to smile more, and ugh, I just think if you want to be a kind-hearted person, then it's in your heart. It doesn't have to come out of your mouth all the time. Be nice. You don't have to show off your niceness. 
So, uh, with that in mind... <laughs> Does that encapsulate any advice? Yes, I want to remind you about our website, sayschoolie.com, sidto.com. You can catch us on social networks, Twitter and Facebook. You can catch this podcast. Go to stitcher.com, search for After the Show. You'll find it there. You'll also find it on the iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace, or just go to the RSS feed on aschoolie.com, click on the word podcast and listen. You can email feedback to me at aschoolie.com. Don't email SidTalk. She doesn't want your um, feedback. And thirdly, stay classy. Um, what's classy about this? Stay classy, Mad Max. <laughs> You're gonna be Mad Max next week. We're skipping over it. We're skipping over this, and I'm gonna say, think for yourself, or someone will do it for you. <laughs>